Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Stock Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful that you guys have decided to join us on Cedar Point's fastest growing podcast where we are real, raw, relational, sometimes irreverent. Um, we are uh, just happy to, to be with you guys today and excited about today's episode. Um, might be a little rusty, you know, we pre-recorded, what, more episodes than we ever have. Yeah. And so this is actually... Um, like three weeks since we re- recorded one, and yeah. uh, so I don't even know what's going on anymore. I know. Yeah. I know. And you know, if you're watching online, you should notice that uh, that Aaron has been inspired by me and is doing yeah. his well, hair. Well, you and you and Rick, and so I went to the same similar. barber there. Well, Rick is more just natural, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> He's still holding on. Yeah, it's still holding bit. on. I'm actually, I'm going to take it down farther than this later today. So. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You're already gonna, ready to make the plunge to the, yeah. to the razor, you know. huh? Well, we'll see. We'll see <clears throat> what I think. But, you know, I am an all-in kind of guy. I know. I've always struggled with half measures. Yeah. So, every, every, other people are like, did you have to do it so drastically? It's like, yeah, I'm just not going to be in between here. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, that was before what I'm getting ready to do tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, you know, it, if you can't tell what we're talking about, we're talking about Aaron has shaved his head, uh, buzzed it. You know, um, but I will tell you that the uh, the the clean scalp is is actually a high maintenance hairdo. I'm just saying, you have, oh. to, you have to do it every few. You know, for those of you that are, are are selectively still growing hair, you have to do it every few days, <laughs> um, so you don't look like uh, you know. I don't know. I don't so know. so I, I bought this thing. Those, yeah. It's a electric palm razor. Mm-hmm. I've seen those. Yeah, you ever tried one? No. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna try that. You have to tell me how it is. Yeah. So that's what Rick said too. Rick's like, yeah, because I told him, and uh, he's like, oh, I've looked at those. So yeah, I don't know. It's got good reviews. It may yeah. rip the hair out of my scalp. I got me all bloody, and they yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Well, so it's good. Yeah. You know, but uh, so um, today's episode is uh, kind of inspired by just. Uh, what we've been dealing with in our ministry is yeah. something I think that we see um, on a on a regular basis, and it comes from Proverbs twenty six eleven. It says, "As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness." And um, I'm gonna let you kind of just go from there. I mean, it's a yeah. It should be obvious what we're talking about, but <clears throat> it is. And I mean, you know, like uh, Aaron was saying, this is something we we deal with on a fairly regular basis, um, and. Uh, what it, what it is is we have people who who enter into a recovery ministry and they start doing um, they start doing the things we talk about they start you know getting themselves good support and they start making progress in life you know they they're, they're getting a job or they're you know they've given, obviously given up whatever it is they're addicted to and um, you know they're making some good relationships they're making progress we're you know getting our, our financial house in order um, you know maybe we're you know I don't know uh, getting you know licenses and government documents and things you know like I said starting to become you know good citizens again and uh, man and, and we'll see him hold on to that for for months and the next thing you know hey where's uh, so-and-so <laughs> oh uh i don't know i haven't seen him in a while and then you know next week comes by oh, i still don't see the so-and-so <laughs> and oh i think i saw him at this you know the the crack motel again and, <laughs> and we're just like ah crap. crystal palace yeah it was like dead cabinet and you know then they've they've fallen back into whatever it is uh, that they were in and and it's just it's always just boggles their mind it's like man they they had it together they were doing well you know and they i mean and they were happy 
for all intents and yeah. purposes from you know it's like hey this 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 clean lifestyle isn't lame yeah <laughs> you know it's actually good i don't get harassed by the police i don't i'm not spending the night in jail i'm not you know wondering where my next uh, uh meal's coming from i'm not gonna have to worry about getting robbed well you know uh, i mean there's all sorts of positives to, to not doing <laughs> i don't have to worry about things. robbing people yeah i don't yeah i'm not trying to rob people to satisfy my my addiction and so um you know yeah they're generally happy but then for whatever reason then they just fall back into it and then so you know this is what this this verse talks about is the dog returns to its vomit so a fool repeats his foolishness and it's just something about you know breaking the habit of the addiction and breaking out of um what it is that you know made you want to change in the first place being at rock bottom being around this negative environment not feeling good all the time uh making you want to change and then all of a sudden like i said and everything's going well for you and then we just like we, we return to our own vomit yeah well it's not even with addiction you see with uh people do this with uh kind of the broken cycle of relationships yeah. and it's they continue to seek out abusers or deadbeats and yeah um financial decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh like i've watched people climb out of credit card debt and struggle to get their finances back in order just to go put everything and leverage themselves to knowing again it's like did, did well, you not learn anything last they're time they're not anywhere close to that limit anymore so we can spend more <laughs> yeah it's like uh <laughs> but i get points yeah and, and, it, and i get it it's hard you know my wife and i we we have we have a credit card that's there's nothing on it there's yeah. never anything on it it's just kind of like um god forbid we ever have to use this um but it's it's got thousands several thousand dollar credit line that nothing's been on ever (laughs) and it's we've had it that way for i don't know how long i'm actually more concerned we get penalized for not ever using it because i don't think uh, the credit card company's like why do we have an open line on them for the last seven years that's empty (laughs) but uh, um you just watch people do this but you know i'm gonna probably break this down um more graphically than i should you know that i used to have dogs i know you have dogs um and you've seen them do that like they mm. they get nauseous they start eating the grass and you know it's like all right something's not right um in their in their life right now and it's like <laughs> yeah, my dog's not a cow yeah. and uh so they they eject whatever in their bodies made them sick and lo and behold um as they wandered around a little bit and now their belly's starting to feel empty and rumbling they go eat that nasty thing back up. That usually makes me happy, though. Because then I'm like, I don't have to clean that yeah. up. <laughs> then, you, then you can put them outside, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> go right. Go do that in the backyard that's this right. time. You put them out, and it's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Now I'll take care of business out of the house, yeah. and I'll let you back in. Eventually. But, uh, <clears throat> and it's, and then they go back to it. So it's kind of like, there was awareness, obviously. They had something inside them that made them aware. I, I'm not okay right now. And so the grass is kind of the that that step of remedying their their situation um and then it it's it's out of them but you know when we look at that in our lives it's kind of like the the flesh that desire it's like oh man now i feel like something's missing now if the dog would go back and like eat something healthy at that point it would be fulfilled right, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah but it typically doesn't happen they go back and eat that garbage get sick all over again until <laughs> yeah um that that's replaced and so we do that um and we'll talk about this here a little bit just different things but it's um we have to be mindful of that i mean one if we wanted to get rid of it in the first place at no point in time is it going to become good for us you know we we try to convince ourselves of that i see people who were alcoholics and then they're like you know they get you know free from alcoholism 
And then they're like, oh, I can have a drink now. It's like, no, it's still bad for you. It was bad for you then. It's bad for you yeah. now. Um, and it, at no point does it become good again. Just get that type of thinking out of your mind. And then that second part, so full repeats is foolishness. So what we do, I did it over and over and over again with my life where I would go back to um, unhealthy um, women um, and unhealthy substance abuse. Also, substance abuse is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, I struggled with I'll tell you what I struggled with it coming off vacation two weeks of me being away from my routine of being in the gym and I got really busy before vacation so there were several days where I'm trying to get caught up in work so several days leading into it I had to break routine and then we got back on a Friday um I didn't step back into it until Tuesday so obviously that's a lot of days where I'm just like I'm contemplating this sounds terrible I don't want to do it uh, <laughs> and it, it would have been so easy in, in that to just be like, yeah, to, to heck with it all. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not about that life anymore. And to go back to how I was of being unhealthy, not exercising, not eating the way I should and, um, just be back in it. Um, and I'll tell you what, Tuesday was brutal. Um, I'm, I was hating life Tuesday in the middle of Tuesday. I'm like, I should just quit right now. I should give up. Um, yesterday, I'm back in the pool and on the bike, and same thing. Ah, uh, why am I doing this? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had to, I had to go through some processes, which again we're gonna talk about here in just a moment. Yeah, you know one of the things we need to talk about too, and, and I forgot to put this on our outline, so I'm just gonna throw this out there at you. Um, is the why? Why? Do, why does this happen? You know, and, and I, there's a few things that we've seen over the the years dealing with with this, and and one of the ones is. Um, <clears throat> one is that we and this is something we teach now in, in, in the previous when we used to be sober recovery they don't really go into it as well as we do now and, and that is um, you know typically the, the thing that we use whatever whatever our struggle is that that is there to help replace a emotion or a feeling or negative you know or how do we do it that's what we use to deal with our stress and and if um, you come you, you break that habit whatever you know you're like okay I'm no longer going to drink alcohol or do substance, you know, whatever, abuse substances or whatever it is <clears throat> to deal with stress. Well, you're going to have to put something else in, in place to take, because we're all still going to deal with stress. Stress doesn't go away just because we decide to give up whatever it is we're struggling with. Um, it's still going to be there and, and, and you have to find something else to take that place, something healthy, a healthy choice. So, you know, instead of drinking alcohol, when we get stressed, you know, coming to the coming home at the end of the day, you know, it's a tough day at work. I'm going to, you know, kick, but, you know, knock back a, a six pack or, or whatever and it's like well okay you're gonna stop doing that so what are you gonna do when you get home at the end of the day you know, just take it out on the wife and kids like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <clears throat> you know you have to decide okay well you know i'm gonna come home i'm gonna eat some dinner and we're all gonna go for a walk as a family or something or, or maybe by yourself maybe going with the family is not going to contribute to your stress but um you know you're going to find it you got to find a healthy alternative and so that that's one reason that happens is that um we don't ever find it we don't ever when we take that thing away we don't ever replace it with something healthy and so then all that stress um that, that builds up inside of us eventually it's going to burst and we're going to go okay well i don't know what else to do other than go back to the thing that that I've, I've been working so hard to get over so that's one reason another reason that we see this happen is because people um, self-sabotage they, they get you know especially if they've been in this addiction for a really long time and they've done a lot of bad things while, you know, either because of the, under the influence or 
in order to, um, you know, get whatever it is they were wanting to get. And um, they feel guilty. And so then when they start to succeed, they start to think, I'm not worthy of succeeding. You know, I'm not worth this. And so then what they'll do is they they go back and, you know, and they throw themselves a pity party. And, you know, um, I'm not going to get too hateful here, but this is kind of a wiener excuse. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't deserve this. And it, it's almost a cop out sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's legit. And I understand that. Sometimes it's a cop out. It's a, well, I'm just not any, I'm not, I'm just not worth, um, this is as good as I am and I'm just not going to be a better person and, you know, I'm just trash and, you know, that's kind of stuff. It's like, grow up, you know. Sometimes it looks completely different. Um, There's somebody I was ministering to here recently. Um, This happened the last, uh, last few weeks. They got a job, you know, they've been looking for a job, trying to change their situation, all of this, working towards some goals and, and doing okay. Um, they, this person wasn't like the, the pinnacle of success here, but they were making progress mm-hmm. in a significant way. They get a, a job, not only a job, but a good job. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I'm at the janitor at McDonald's at, yeah. you know, 3 a.m. It's, they were getting paid well. Um, this place came with benefits and, and this, that, and the other. And uh, so, what did they decide to do? Celebrate. Oh yeah. By drinking alcohol and smoking meth. You know, because that, that's what you do when you get a good job. You know. Yeah. And <clears throat> that one. You know, was it in my mind? Like, uh, I I know this. Like, well, I just wanted to celebrate. Wow. In my, that's self sabotage. It really was. It's yeah. just like, and so there's something deep seated. So it doesn't always like look like. Um, what Caleb was talking about. Sometimes it is that I don't deserve this. This person in their mind isn't communicating any of that, but there's something deep seated inside of them that is yeah. that they're unaware of. And so they just burn it all down and then um, confess what they did, knowing that the consequences um, were going to create a situation where that was no longer a reality. And so they go through that face the consequences now they don't have that now they're on the pity party yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of uh you know but yeah. how could just, this happen to me yeah i don't know don't be stupid yeah don't uh, don't get drunk and smoke meth. yeah that's the only <laughs> way to celebrate here, yeah. and that's just totally unreasonable yeah. to think that there's any other possible way to celebrate heck, heck, go get <laughs> success a, go get a cheesecake <laughs> yeah i don't know that's yeah, go to Incredible Pizza. I mean, yeah, you know. something, something. <laughs> but no, let's let's just jump all the way in. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get drunk and smoke smoke dope. Yeah, and so you know, in the, the way we combat this is that so there is there is the like Nick Aaron was talking about, but kind of that legitimate. We do have there is the, the legitimate. You know, they just some subconscious. We just can't handle success, and they and they self sabotage. And you know, again, that's one of the things that we teach here is that you have to to replace this idea of um you know your value and your worth coming from the world or, or you know and, and we feel guilty for the things that we have done and, which is, is understandable um but one of the things we do we teach in our program here is that you know your value and your worth come from god and that that is it's it's an immutable fact fact like there's nothing that's going to change that god doesn't value you less because you did bad things right we all do bad things we've all sinned um, there is no, you know, kind of this, <clears throat> we always try to put these levels on sin, you know, it's like, well, I only lied a little bit, you know, so that's not nearly as bad as somebody who's lied a lot. It's like, no, lying is lying, you know, and that's still a sin and causes separation between us and God. And so we have to understand that <clears throat> our value and purpose and, and worth all come from God, no matter what we've done. And so, um, 
you know, yeah, do you have a, a sketchy past that we should, you know, seek forgiveness for? Yeah, you should. Uh, does that make us worthless to God? No, it doesn't. And so we have to understand that. And we have to always, you know, if that's a struggle for you, you have to always kind of reaffirm that. Um, and, and realize that when you do step away from whatever it is you're struggling with and you start to experience success in life, that <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay to experience success in life because God wants you to have success in life. Um, you know, not the Joel Osteen version of that, but I mean, he wants you to, you know, go through life with a purpose and a meaning. And, you know, and that, that means you're still going to experience struggles. Um, you're not going to live your best life now, that kind of thing, but you're still going to, you know, God wants us to have, you know, things once that to work out for the best for us. And, and um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's okay to experience success. And yeah. so, um, so that's, a, that's another reason we see people do this. Um, last, I'm trying to think what else, the, the last one is, is, is we never totally broke free from, yeah. um, you know, we always, we, we, we hold on to that one last ride or die friend. You know, well, this guy's always out there for me or that one last relationship, you know, um, well, me and my ex are still friends on Facebook and, you know, we message every now and then it's okay. Well, you never close the door on it, you know, for, yeah. again, I, I kind of used this example earlier, even that the idea of, like I, I tell people I'll never drink alcohol again, no matter how removed I, I am from that. I'm never going to have a drink. Um, could right. I get away with it? Maybe. <laughs> Never gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get back in the cage with yeah. the bear to take a picture. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're, some people just do that. They're they're unwilling to close the door completely, and they hold on to like, wow, this. I'm gonna do this till I can manage this behavior. Yeah, I haven't I haven't binge drink and drank in a month, so I can you know I can have yeah. one. Um, That's how it started the first time, you moron. See, I know I know people who think they can manage a, a methamphetamine addiction. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, like like I guess I can't casually use use methamphetamine. No, <laughs> can't, no? can't casually use illicit drugs. Yeah, no, that's not that's not how that works. No. Uh, yeah, that's but you're right. You know, they just never they never close the door, and that's always the thing. It's you know we we see that a lot. Is is um, you know. They always have one foot or toe in the pool kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, I'm good. No, this person isn't affecting me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they weren't affecting you at the beginning either when, when they're the one that got you into whatever it is you're struggling with now. Yeah. You know, oh, they were just my friend. And they, you know, yeah, yes, they're the one who introduced me to it. But, you know, I told them I'm not going to do it anymore. And, and they said, okay. And I'm sure that's it. You know, so, so yeah, so those are kind of the main reasons we see that happen. So let's talk about a little bit on um, what do we need to do to, to not return to our own vomit, so to speak. So um, number one, just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, that's <clears throat> I know it sounds, you know, like, well, duh. Uh, but I mean, hey, that's the, the best way to, to not go through all this stuff is to not do it in the first place. And so what I mean by that is like because when you start to experience, you know, you start to you, you're, you're experience a lot of stress. Um, and so you're starting to feel the temptation. You're like, man, if I could just have a drink that would make me feel better, if I could just smoke whatever or snort whatever or inject whatever, that would just make me feel better. Once you start to feel that, man, that is, you need to start going, okay, you need to acknowledge it. <clears throat> you know, we had that conversation with uh, Mike, um, was it a couple weeks ago? Would have been a couple couple episodes ago yeah. when he talked about what he experienced where he thought he was okay and he just, I think four know, episodes now. Yeah. Oh, but um, he, you know, he thought it was okay, and then he sees some 
some liquor and yeah. you just happened to be at a place where he, it was in a cabinet and he didn't know it was there and and all that came back you know yeah. and, and 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 so so in that instance that's the time to start you know pulling out all the tr the tools and the tricks that hopefully we've taught um you know if you've been through our program here um the things that we teach you to do you know what's your you know calling support um <clears throat> Taking, taking kind of captive that thought and saying, okay, this is just an automatic thought. That was cool. Yeah. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Something just collapsed in the room next to us. So. That's interesting. Yeah. We'll investigate in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so taking captive that thought and, um, uh, yeah, that totally <laughs> threw me Oh, off. yeah. Taking, taking control of that thought and, and recognizing what it is. It's just an automatic program that your brain has been running for so long and that you're used to saying, okay, this is what I reach for to deal with my stress. Um, so, so right now I need to find something else. I'm feeling stressed. I need to find something else to do other than what it is I would normally do. Um, so, so before we even get to that place, we, we, we cut it off because again, it's way easier to, to deal with that before we've gone to full-blown relapse um, and, and we're back into it. Yeah, um, but it really is that mindset. Just, uh, I love that don't. Um, in my mind, I keep thinking of like when I had my dogs, you know, don't, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of how we have to handle ourselves. Um, it's just kind of that, that abrupt, aggressive, aggressive, shut it down, shut it down. Um, and when we when we play with fire you get burned and you know when you entertain thoughts and ideas for more than a second i'm gonna say you know things pop in there was a and i'm sure you know who said it because you know you're really good at those things but uh um you know we're all gonna have thoughts and ideas and you just imagine them as planes flying around um but it's when you let them land that they become an issue you can't you can't necessarily deal with what's in the air above you um you know, there's going to be moments where, again, something's kind of just a, is a flyover. Well, you got to keep it as a flyover. Yeah. And the moment it begins its descent, um, that's where what Caleb's talking about. All right, where's my tool bag here? Um, where 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 are my people? Um, what what's the next step? Because it's on, um, it's on its approach. <laughs> yeah. And and you have that awareness and you can't let it land. And if it does, man, then it's I mean even more drastic and it's it is that don't it's i mean kill it shoot it down do whatever you have to do um because it's for a lot of these things and they can be life and death um and if they're not life and death i mean obviously we wanted to change them they were detrimental in some way right it's it was damaging you don't you can't allow that back into your life so it is that that type of mm -mm, like it's it's hard and, and i do i love I love Mike's story. It's so good. If you didn't hear, it was the second time we had him on. Um, the one reason I love it is because um, so many people fail to do that, and he did it. And then it's he's got the evidence of success where right. so many people mm -hmm. just not only step in that that poop, but while are all around in it. <laughs> and uh, he didn't. He and and that plane. Not only did, was it a flyover, but it was on the descent. Yeah, like yeah. It, he was buzzing it, the tower. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> and then he, he caught it, and it's just like no. And and so he really lays that out. But um, it's if uh, again, I mean, it goes back to kind of uh, you know you got to 
we'll get in this in just a second um, <laughs> on the next points. So I don't want to step into it, but mm-hmm. um, just shut it down and and re refocus on on what's important. Yeah, you know, and just follow one last thing on that is to you when you when you decide to get over whatever it is you're struggling with, is to make that a commitment that man, I, you know, I'm not going to go back into this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever it takes to not not do this you know and so you have to adopt that mindset and it has to you mean you have to internalize that and it has to become you know almost the daily waking up well like the bible says you know you have to daily die to yourself take up the cross you know basically every day we have to make the choice as christians to say i'm going to not follow my you know my human nature and i'm going to you know follow what christ has for me and 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 like so in this part we we have to say you know i am not going to cross this line no matter what i'm going to figure out a way to to not cross this line i'm it makes me think um well today's um my wife and i's anniversary and so um you know we're celebrating 21 years <laughs> i know that because she put it on the post that she put today on facebook so yeah, um, happy anniversary <laughs> yeah but you know we, we've had a, a really good re- uh marriage and um and, and you know one of the things when we got married we you know we were um were in the process of planning and, and you know talking about our relationship and things that were going to become fundamental pillars of our relationship and one of those things was that divorce wasn't an option you know and so and that was something that we <clears throat> you know agreed to right on the outset it's like no matter what you know divorce isn't an option and that means for us that, you know, when we get mad at each other, there isn't, you know, we're not going to run out. We're not yeah. going to say, okay, I just can't, I can't deal with you anymore. I'm just going to, you know, we're just going to divorce, you know, irreconcilable differences. You know, that's not a thing for us. And um, so that what that means then is that we got to figure out a way to, to resolve our conflicts. It means we got to figure out a way to meet in the middle when we have a difference in opinion on, you know, parenting or how we deal with the situation. And, um, you know, and you have to have that kind of resolve when it comes to overcoming whatever it is you struggle with. It's like, I'm not going to go back to this thing. So I'm going to have to figure out ways to, you know, I'm going to have to be fully bought in. And that's how you get to this level of just don't do it in the first place, you know. And I mean, if, if everybody could do that, that'd be fantastic. Now, that doesn't always happen, which brings us to what do we do um, if, we, if we can't do number one, <laughs> just not, not do it at all. What do we do if we have <clears throat> gone back to whatever it is we struggle with and so uh, the first thing uh, I would say is remember what got you to the place you you wanted to be at right and so this is what we we experience all the time is is, um, the person stops coming to church they stop coming to recovery they stop engaging you know this is usually what precedes it sometimes it happens after the fact they've done it they feel guilty so now they're going to stop coming to church they're going to stop talking to the people the good relationships they have they're going to stop practicing the things that they were doing beforehand and stop for just a minute and say okay everything i'm doing now sucks right i'm I'm engaged back in my struggle i'm hanging around all these people i don't want to be around Uh, i'm losing my job i'm losing my you know i don't have a place to live and stop and just okay wait a Look at everything that you're doing and go, okay, how many, how many of these things that I'm doing right now got me out of my struggle? Yeah. And the answer is none, typically, right? The answer is, no, I need to go back to hanging around people that are encouraging me and supporting me um, and not, you know, influencing me to do <laughs> illicit drugs. Um, 
you know, I need to start going to church again. I need to go to recovery again because those are positive environments for me to be in and they're going to encourage me and help me stay, to stay focused. Um, you know, if you were, um, you know, living, you know, maybe for the time you were living with a, you know, a family member or something like that to, to get you out of a bad environment um, and you stopped, well, go back. You know, if that's what it takes to be around somebody who's going to, maybe they're going to be kind of overbearing. Maybe they are going to be like, where were you last night? Where are you? You know, it's nine o'clock. Why aren't you here? Yeah. Is that irritating? But you know what? Sometimes you need that at the time yeah. to get you over whatever it is you're struggling with. Yeah. This, we did an episode um, a while back. It was uh, about keeping first things first. And so it's kind of twofold. One, um, the things that that got us out of it in the first place we stopped doing them <laughs> and that's how we end up going back to the vomit and then when we're there we gotta remember oh yeah this this is what but um to kind of be proactive don't allow these things to fall off you know have, evaluate yourself daily you know what am i doing today that i wasn't doing yesterday what do i need to be doing today that um that maybe i haven't done yet you know whatever that may be those self-evaluation moments um but if you've found yourself, you know, <laughs> back there on the floor lopping it up, uh, <laughs> um, go back. And and again, there, there's always something. If you if we drift, if we drift, we fall. And be aware. Be aware. I would. I just. It's one of these things. Like it's it's so simple. And I see people do this time and time again. I had a conversation last week. Somebody's like. Well, you know, work work's getting busy. Um, you know, they have all these things going on. And they're good things, right? There's, there's nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's causing them to want to pull away in other areas that, that have gotten unhealthy. And so if we do that, sometimes good things aren't good things, you know? Right. If, and <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to explain to them is just, hey, this this situation here, um, if, you, if you stop doing this... What do you think it's going to cost you? You know, you're you're not where you need to be. None of us are, um, especially. I mean, and all the things he's looking at giving up were church-related things. Yeah. For secular things, right. and it's like that doesn't that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> that's it's not that's not a good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a little extra money on your paycheck doesn't always translate into like a you know fantastic life. No. always that's not always the <clears throat> the end goal is not what you know how much money can we make although it's nice but you know you have to weigh that against uh you know what it is there's always an exchange or a cost or you know you, yeah um time is only you know it's finite and we only have so much of that and so if yeah if you're spending that doing you know all work stuff and we lose focus on, on the things that really matter then yeah. um, it's going to cost us i know that's um i find myself do that sometimes with the um you know like people who exercise a lot you know and you experience that here with this uh, being on vacation for the past you know yeah. and getting back into it it's so hard and you know i find myself um you know if i'm doing really well it's because i've made that a priority of time you know i've scheduled that in my day this is my time to do that this is a priority thing to me so that takes precedence over a lot of stuff um that you know i'm gonna my exercise is more important than watching, you know, whatever TV show or, or whatever. And so then when, when I see my, my, <clears throat> I start falling off that wagon is because, you know, I'm starting to lose control of my schedule. You know, things just kind of, I allow things to kind of get piled up or, you know, I get, you know, I'm 
say yes to a lot of things I probably shouldn't say yes to and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's like you, if you, you don't, you know, make those things priority, schedule those in first, then um, it's, it's, really to see, it's really easy to see that stuff get pushed aside. So one of the next things we would, you need to look at is when you fall into this, and this is things that we have, we have episodes about this in the past, but um, you need to reevaluate, reevaluate what your triggers are, things that, that set you off, um, reevaluate kind of what are, you know, what boundaries have you put in place to, to save you when you're tri- triggered. So, you know, if um, going out to the bar with buddies after work has been a, a, a trigger for you, like going to the bar, you know, I can't go here without having a drink. Well, did you, you know, stop doing that for a while and then, you know, they just kept harassing you or, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, everybody hit their year end or month end bonus and say, oh, we got to go celebrate with meth and <laughs> whatever, you know, we're going to go celebrate everybody, you know, hey, this is a big deal. Let's, you know, let's just go out this, you, you haven't been going with this, but let's just go this one time, um, you know, and that one time becomes every time, you know, and, and so, you know, just because you haven't struggled with uh, maybe that trigger hasn't been affecting you as much doesn't mean it's not going to affect you ever. And so, you know, you have to look back. Did I, did I miss a trigger? Did I ignore a trigger? Um, did I not have a, an adequate boundary to, to keep myself from being triggered this way? Um, you know, you have to kind of take a minute to step back and say, you know, almost pull yourself out of that situation. Look at yourself like from 30,000 feet and say, okay, let me look at all the, you know, all the circumstances surrounding how I, I I went back to the vomit, so to speak. (laughs) And, um, where did, where did, where did my, you know, the structure that I had, where did it, it break down? Um, because if you don't, you know, that's when, that's when we go from laps where we just have a temporary mistake to, full-blown relapse where we're just like oh you know everything just falls apart and then you're you know full back into whatever it is you you know you've lost your job you lost everything and um if you don't take that opportunity to learn from where we've messed up then it's just going to continue to happen yeah and it does uh triggers are a powerful thing and you know the reason we identify them in the first place is because of that right it's uh maybe programming you're dealing with over time you know the environment uh that you you come from that may have set you off is it's significant it, it doesn't necessarily again lose that type of significance in your life i you know i still have to be really careful um about and this will sound bad i minister primarily to a certain group of people right <laughs> in the recovery ministry well people who resemble old friends and that type of lifestyle I struggle with because it it impacts my brain in such a way that um like I will curse more right and it impacts my language and if I have to be guarded and I have to be mindful of that and um in my attitude um the way that I respond to conflict all of it begins to change and de-evolve um and that's almost I mean might sound silly to you because like well you know who cares you know it's not like you're going back to substance abuse no i'm not um but you know what if i was not aware of those things and that's just what i uh just submerged myself in those types of environments um you know do i go back to you know 13 year old you know street punk aaron that's hustling the streets i don't know (laughs) But I'm I'm aware of those things in the way that they impact me and my my thoughts, my attitude, my processes. Um, 
and and I, I make sure one sometimes I limit those engagements and um, if I can't limit them then I make sure that I've got um, outside influence the other direction is heavier that way um, people in my life are aware of the fact that um, my wife will check me sometimes on it hey I think you've been spending too much time around <laughs> you know uh, whoever Pastor Rick yeah, yeah Pastor Rick he's definitely the worst yeah. um, <laughs> like uh <laughs> Uh, so I, I have safeguards in, in life, and it's not even substance abuse that I'm dealing with there. It's just, again, the, these attitudes, because I don't like that guy. That guy's a prick. <laughs> I mean, you, you think I'm bad now. I mean, that, that old person is terrible, terrible. And so I'm, I'm guarding against that, and I'm, I'm aware of what triggers that type of thought and that type of uh, behavior. And, you know. And then I have those guardrails in place, and I have that accountability, and I try to keep myself um, safe from it because that's an area I'm working on, right? It's it's important to me to, to not be that way. Yeah, and those things, you know, they may seem insignificant at the time, but that's 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 what we call the slippery slope, and the slippery yeah. slope is, is undefeated. And you know, Satan will use anything to 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 get you know the camel nose under the tent and to get us and especially when you're trying to do better right if you're in the middle of your addiction or whatever i mean satan's got you like oh yeah he's like good i've got that one and moves on somewhere else but i mean if you're trying to get yourself better and you're trying to make an impact for god uh man you know expect to expect to get some attention from from the enemy i mean that's what it says in the bible that he prowls like a lion just looking for somebody to devour and so any chance he gets and it starts with something insignificant maybe something really you know kind of innocuous where it's just like oh this isn't that big of a deal well then you go you know well i'm doing this so it's not that big of a deal to do this and then this becomes not that big of a deal to do this and well that verse says someone he may devour and so this is permission you know ignoring our triggers and ignoring these things and not um, being proactive is permissive, right? We're yeah. giving permission to the enemy to to infiltrate our lives and to, to take ground. So yeah, so so you absolutely have to 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 stop and take a minute and, and just look at what okay, what is going on? Where you know where am I at? What am I doing? What what happened? Um, and then this leads us to our last one um, because this can help you with this you know, kind of evaluating your circumstances to reconnect with your support. So I mentioned it earlier, but what we'll see is somebody doing really well. The next thing we know, we stop seeing them. They stop showing up for recovery. They stop showing up for church, you know, Hey, I haven't seen you at anything in a while or, you know, whatever. And it's because they're embarrassed, you know, and there's shame and guilt because they, you know, they lapsed, relapsed or whatever. And, and it's like, well, that's when you need your support, you know, not, that's not when you should pull back from your support. That's when you need your support the most. And, and the reason you do is one, you need to be around people that are encouraging you. You need, you need somebody to, to because it, again, Satan's just going to be telling you, you, you're a failure. You should be embarrassed. You, you know, you're just going to wallow in the shame and the guilt. And you need people to say, listen, you know, you messed up. It's okay. Everybody messes up. Let's get back on track and, you know, let's get moving forward again. That's what your support's for. And that's what we're here for to help you to get you know to encourage you and get you focused again but we're also here to give you an objective um you know viewpoint from which we can go okay well what happened you know and and if we're not in the middle of it we can sit there and go you know and you start talking through things and maybe there's some stuff that maybe you didn't notice because you've kind of become you know uh desensitized to it in, in a sense and um we can go well, okay well, well, well there's a spot right there you know, yeah. there's a spot right there we need to work on we need to 
you know, we need to put something in place to guard you from doing this. You know, we need to pull back from this, stop hanging around with this person, stop dating this person. No, really this time, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> they're not going to change. They're not good for you. They're not helping you. Um, and, and, and we can help you, uh, to see that stuff from, from a, a more rational perspective. Um, because you know, when we're in the middle of a, a lapse, relapse or that kind of thing, um, we're not always, we're not ever very rational. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's going to take some, some, you know, like I said, some objectivity to look at things and go, okay, here's what we need to change. Here's what we need to put in place. We can do better. Um, and we can encourage you instead of you just sitting there feeling bad for yourself and then just deciding, well, I've already messed up. So I might as well just go all the way. Yeah. Right. And that's because that's a very common thing. And you just, well, I, I, I drank once, so I might as well just finish it all. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't, we can't overstate the value of a godly support system. You know, it's one of those things we're created for a relationship. Um, you see, you see that in scripture from the beginning. Um, it's the only time that God says something wasn't good was man being alone. So we're created for not just relationship with God, but relationship um, with God's people. It's it's necessary to our journey. You know, we have a statement around here at Cedar Point. You know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Um, and then in scripture too, you know, we, we see scriptural evidence where it says, you know, confess your sins to God so you may be forgiven. Confess your sins to your brother so you may be healed. Um, so that's a kind of in tandem um, type of thing that takes place there. So we, we cannot overstate the value. It's, it's absolutely necessary that you journey with people in your life um, before something happens, especially you know, if you were, went back to it. Now, I would wager that if you went back to it, it's because you weren't utilizing the people in your life properly. Yep. Um, every time, 10 times out of 10, I guarantee you that's a part of it. Um, and so it's it's important that you let them in, that you're open, that you're honest. I had a conversation with somebody last week where, you know, they continue to have roadblocks and struggles. And I looked at this person, I said, the thing, I, I, I told them, um, I said, I guarantee you part of the issue is you refuse to let people all the way in. You you keep secrets, whether it's about what you're doing now or your past. And just that failure to be open allows the, the enemy to continue to have a foothold in their life. Because you, you've got to stop. You've got to actually utilize people in your life um, the way that God intended. So we can't overstate this. And so if you find yourself back in that situation, reconnect. Don't disengage. Reconnect. And if they're they're godly people one they're going to be honest with you and they may tell you what a, a moron you were and how yeah. stupid your decisions were but they're also going to you know operate in love and grace and mercy um and and truth truth hurts yep and in all of those things so just because somebody's telling you something you don't want to hear doesn't mean they're not for you um they're likely more for you than anyone right. else yeah if they weren't for you they wouldn't say it yeah. i mean nobody wants to be uncomfortable right no uh, you don't want to be uncomfortable having an honest, honest discussion with somebody. Like, so if you know, if I don't have something to invest in somebody, I'll, be, I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, how am I doing? You're doing fine. Yeah, it's fine. nobody cares. It's, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to expend my emotional capital on you if I don't care yeah. about you in that sense, you know. And so, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully today's episode blessed you. Um, again, it's uh, you know we talk about this because it's so um, prevalent in just the the circles that that we minister to we see it so often in life so um, again proverbs twenty six eleven: as a dog returns to its vomit so a fool repeats his foolishness 
Um, so stop being f- foolish. Stop being <laughs> foolish. Don't don't do it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, no, no. <laughs> if uh, if you were blessed by this episode, man, make sure you bless others. Share it. So um, wherever you're listening, like, share, comment, help us to to grow this uh, platform. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have honest conversations. Uh, with you about uh, what we share here um, you can reach us at info at cedarpoint.church that's the email call the the church office 918-283-2221 um, or if you know us personally have a personal contact reach out personally um, but we do we love you guys um, and we will see you right back here next week <laughs>